Hello and welcome to the Prophets and Prana podcast. My name is Esme and I'm your host. Today I'm talking with Jocelyn Gordon. She is an amazing yoga entrepreneur. She's currently based in Bali. And you're going to be able to hear some of the nature sounds of Bali in the background of our call. I hope you don't mind. It just adds a little bit of ambiance to our discussion. Jocelyn Gordon was featured in Yoga Journal in 2015 for her creation of Bhakti Boogie. She is breaking the boundaries of what we think of as traditional yoga and what it means to be a yogi. She's the creator of Hoop Yogini, and she's also recently created the Essential Prosperity Portal for her doTERRA team. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about essential oils, about yoga, about doing business, and what it means to find the path of ease and allow your business to grow with ease. Without further ado, let's get right into the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Prophets and Prana podcast. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be with you on this call. So before we get into the whole profit side of business and how to do business soulfully, uh, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more to our audience? Let them know why you're doing what you're doing, how long you've been doing it, and uh, we'll go from there. Great. Well, um, I'm not sure how long you want, how far you want me to go back. However, I've been uh, in the healing arts and been inspired or drawn to spirituality um, from as long as I can remember and, uh, watched my parents work their way up in corporate America and created some interesting belief systems around that. Uh, around the age of eight, I had an epileptic seizure in my sleep and was diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, from the ages of eight to 12, I would have them actually off and on in my sleep from about ages eight to 10. And I just bring that up because, um, the last seizure I had when I was 10 years old, um, it was a unbeknownst to me, a, a biofeedback situation where I had learned the precursor sensations to having seizures. And that night I just wasn't having it. Like I didn't want to go through the routine of crawling out my bed, out of my bed, getting into my mother's bed. And like that whole us being tired and groggy and going to school and going to work. And so my young wise brain just said no <laughs> and I haven't had a seizure since so that was a pivotal moment in um anchoring in my my uh journey with the healing arts and to see what's possible in life with our consciousness and uh over the years and I didn't mention this but dance has been my first and foremost practice and form of prayer well before hatha yoga came in so in my life, uh, my practices and my certifications include yoga massage and dance therapy, as well as life coaching, uh, theta healing, and a myriad of, of other programs. Like, you know, I could call my, I used to call myself a workshop junkie. And <laughs> let's see, I don't know if I came around to your question, but it all kind of holistic, you know, whole. Um, I prayed for a long time for integration to find a way for to everything to kind of just like come in, come into a system of, of living and a system of sharing that in terms of uh, my creative side has come through two movement meditation modalities. One is called Bhakti Boogie Yoga. And it's really exciting that I was featured um, and that program was featured in the May 2015 issue of Yoga Journal about being a yoga rebel and shaking things up in, in the yoga world. Uh, or what our perception is of yoga. And the other program is called Hoop Yogini, which combines hula hooping with Hatha yoga and mindfulness meditation. That's pretty much uh, my, my cash cow, if I can say that. I mean, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so this is all about money. So <laughs> and how to make money soulfully. And I think that's really important uh, distinction. You're, you're bringing up all these things that you do that, that are soulful, but they do also make you money. Yes. And it's interesting to, um, to watch that, you know, as a meditator, as a yogini, watching my mindset, watching my, my, my actions through the lens of the eightfold path and seeing how I assist, seeing how I hold myself back, seeing who I attract in the business um, and to support and, you know, who's really aligned uh, with 
with what these programs are about. And that's actually a very exciting thing about the Hufiokini online teacher training is, is seeing who's aligned with it. And um, it's, it's fun to connect with those people in an organic way. So, and then, as you know, I started a business with doTERRA and that's, that's fueled by my why. One of my whys is to help yoga teachers and holistic entrepreneurs create a sustainable income so that we can continue our, our practices. We can take care of ourselves, avoid burnout, avoid frustration, um, help more people and actually make money. Because <laughs> if you remember, I don't know, Yasme, if you are teaching Hatha yoga classes, but um, you know, I don't think it's sustainable to go around teaching 30 classes or running all over no. up and down <laughs> the road trying to do that. Not so much. <laughs> it's very uh, exhausting, as I think anybody who teaches yoga listening can attest. Mm -hmm. It is so tiring. And, you know, something that I'm very passionate about is helping yoga teachers get out of this mindset of, if I'm going to be a yoga teacher, I have to teach group classes because that is what it means to be a yoga teacher. Yeah. And that's so not true. And if we can just flip that narrative around a little bit, and there's so many other options for yoga teachers to monetize. So I like what you're doing with doTERRA. That's a great place to start uh, your teacher training program. The amount of impact that you can have by helping other yoga teachers. And also you can create more long-term sustainable income for yourself. And it's a great example of the ability to monetize without just teaching group classes all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. I, I want to be on that podcast with you, meaning I want to listen. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm all eager to hear more about that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so as long as we're sort of um, dancing around the doTERRA thing, why don't we go into that first and then we can circle back to the Hupiogini a little bit later on. I know that's backwards from the way you've developed your business, but I think the, the essential oils consulting will really resonate with a lot of people who are listening right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, did you want me to tell you how I came or how doTERRA came to me or? Yeah, that, that, that would be a good place to start, I think. And we'll go from there. Well, actually, essential oils came into my life 15 years ago. I have two beautiful daughters. One is 15 and one is six months old. <laughs> and um, so 15 years ago, doTERRA came into my life through, I'm not doTERRA, actually, another essential oils company through uh, a woman who is one of my mentors. She's 60 something in the, up, the upper 60s. She is a restoration um, therapist, and every time I see her, she does youth. That is her focus. It's on youthing rather than aging. Um, she's guided me into many, many powerful things into my life. And so when she, she was teaching me how to use the uh, oils as, as allies, um, it really, really spoke with me. At the time, I was a massage therapist and a yoga teacher. Um, I had a really great, I retired from massage therapy, if I can say that, but uh, I had a really great practice where I had consistent clients every week. Um, I noticed that my sessions were more effective and easier for me uh, when I used the essential oils and, you know, certainly impactful and memorable for my clients. So that really spoke to me. In addition, I was using the oils in the home whenever my, if my daughter had a fever, you know, a little bit of peppermint on the feet. Um, if she was having a challenging time to go to sleep, a little bit of lavender on the feet. And of course I enjoyed anointing myself with the oils. So uh, I never, at that time, I didn't want to get involved in the business. I've been in three other network marketing companies, primarily for personal use, even though people kind of come to me like, you'd be perfect for the business. Because as yoga teachers, we, you know, we interact with a lot of people um, and we're natural teachers. However, it just, it didn't really, it didn't call me to do the business. Um, so going back six months, um, well, six months ago, my baby was just coming out of the womb, but maybe nine months ago, um, I, I said, yes, doTERRA came into my life um, probably about a year ago, actually, uh, I met two incredible women in Bali, which is where I spent a lot of time. And one of them was here with her family. Uh, they travel around the world. The kids are in the school that my other daughter goes to. It's a sustainable, eco-friendly school. And I just really admired her lifestyle. Um, we connected well and we did a trade. We did essential oils trade for a semi-private Hupiogini class. 
And in that class was a woman named Rachel Harvey Jones. And basically she fell in love with Hoop Yogini. I fell in love with her and I'm now in her upline. Uh, she's a blue diamond, which um, means that she's at a high level of leadership in the company and she makes a lot of money a month, um, a lot, <laughs> so much that her husband quit his job and um, they bought an RV last summer and traveled across the country in the United States, one of her dreams. And she's just doing really, really well in, in the organization. And um, she's a great person. So the yes came for me with her. Um, as I've mentioned before, prayer is kind of is a big part of my life. And I was really, I was actively praying, sending out a vibe to the universe that I need bring into my life a consumer-based product that created and sustained by an ethical company that's in, in right livelihood um, that fits perfectly with um, the values of myself and my t and the people coming to my teacher trainings um, because I want to help make help us make a sustainable um, create a sustainable financial lifestyle so we can continue you know to do what we're doing in an easeful way and so DoTerra came in and I have great respect for the company. Um, I do feel that they're ethical integrists. I do feel like, um, you know, I found a company that fits my intentions for right livelihood. The, the oils are stellar. Um, I came through the oils, but their supplements are actually their number one sellers. I love, I use them every day. All, everything that I have from the company, I use every day, all day. Um, and my team has just gone a whoosh. It's actually been challenging my pranayama practice because with the expansion, I've noticed a little like shortness of breath. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a second here. Let's get back to the foundations and breathe. Um, but I just bring that up to say that there's tremendous growth in my organization and I'm just loving working um, and collaborating with the people who are feeling drawn to, um, to enter the prosperity portal, which is my doTERRA team name. And uh, on the topic of the Prosperity Portal, I know that you offer um, leadership training, but also meditations. And how have you found meditation to be a good way to support the business growth and also those who are in your organization? So how, how does meditation help them? I don't know if necessarily grow is the, the right term, but become more centered and grounded and, and mindful about their business. Yes. One, um, sitting, seated, seated and moving meditation and facilitating meditations, that's something, that's a skill set um, that I have in maybe not always my sitting practice, but I mean facilitating <laughs> them. So in the sense of um, inviting in the natural gifts that I have into my team, um, that fits well. And that's what I encourage uh, people to do like you have natural talents you have your own genius you have skills and expertise you know um, invite those in call those in uh, to to what you're doing with your network marketing business so meditation is in alignment with that uh, utilizing the imagination and then of course with the oils uh, they're going right to the limbic system which houses our memories it, they assist us in, in reprogramming and updating our belief systems and expanding what we feel is possible in our lives so that's one of the ways that uh, the oils and the oil meditations are beneficial they also allow us to go deeper in relationship with the aroma and with the qualities of the oil uh, we can connect with our intuition. There's so many things we can read about the oils. However, having a direct experience and tapping into how they affect ourselves um, allows for greater authenticity when sharing, uh, which is important because I hear often, I, I don't sell anything. I can't sell anything. And I'm like, I'm not selling anything. <laughs> like, I'm sharing how amazing these oils are. Would you like to have an experience? So, um, yeah, that's a really good distinction mm -hmm. between selling and sharing. So that I, that's something I keep hearing about all the time. Like, oh, I don't, I can't sell. I don't know how to get someone to be a private client. I don't want to do a sales call. It's like you have you have to reframe it. It's like you're not selling. You're offering someone the opportunity to experience mm -hmm. this with you. It's a completely different mindset once you start to make that shift. And I think mm -hmm. it can be a much more 
soulful and mindful experience for people who are in this business because none of us want to feel like a used car salesman. I mean, it's just it's not what we want. I agree. And a, a turnaround that Rachel had for me, because I do a monthly uh, leadership circle with my team, and is that, you know, a question was, and there were 10 people of, you know, in that call and in the living room where we had the event. And she said, do any of you feel like you were sold something, you know, like, <laughs> just turn it around. Do you feel like Jocelyn or whomever brought you into this organization sold you anything? And they said, no, you know, even though that, that feeling or that concern may have been there that they, they would have to sell in order to grow their business. And it's not, that's not true. And so authenticity is a really good um, anchor into one's business, whether it's yoga, like if yoga's changed your life, when you share that, is that selling yoga? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just, it's sharing a truthful, uh, potent, life-changing experience for you. And that will resonate with people. I completely agree with that. And it's something that is very difficult for people to remember. But when we start to share from this place of authenticity, it's very easy to grow and not feel like you're selling to people. And something that I wanted to ask you is how difficult is it for people to really get started in this? And I know that there's a lot of people who try to, to do any kind of network marketing that really struggle. <laughs> and I don't know if it's mindset. I don't know if it's their, their, unable to see the bigger picture of how it fits in with their existing business. And I'm, I'm hoping that's something that you can talk about because you obviously have much more experience with that than I do. Well, the first thing that came to mind was about um, what I heard was something for nothing. And I think a lot of us want, of course, to have the maximum results with the least amount of effort. And there's, you know, I, me too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and I think that there might be a projected, either it's marketed or implied that in network marketing or even online business, that it's so easy, you hardly have to do anything. And so I think on one hand, maybe people kind of feel into that, like, okay, that's not true. Um, on another hand, they, they might just think, oh, it's just going to, I just need to sign up and it's going to happen. Uh, so one of the things that's really important in my life is, um, you know, stira suka, that our connection to the earth, our postures should be steady, easy, and joyful. And to balance that steadiness with, with, the, with the relaxation, the ah, and be mindful of when I'm going too lax and be mindful of when I'm going too hard. So um, finding that stira suka, um, whether it be in your online business um, and or in your network marketing business or whatever you're involved in is important. And so consistency, trying to go back to, I'm, I'm having a very feminine brain moment. I'm like, I know I'm going to come back around to what Yasme asked. <laughs> it's, okay. um, so it's early for you. I know that you just, uh, you're just getting your day together. So you're in Bali right now. So I understand consistency really is is huge um in in doTERRA we there's there are some six daily rituals or six daily disciplines which I find are very very helpful it includes like you know who whom have you shared with whom have you shared the oils that you need to follow up with who on your team could use some training um, have you done your reading today? Have you had at least 10 to 15 minutes of personal development time? And so uh, I find that as a beautiful tool to help me stay consistent, especially in a very busy day where, you know, I can go off in a billion different ways. That um, is extremely helpful. So did I answer your question? I think I need to hear the question again. And it, and you know what? You actually have inspired me to bring up a different question. So I think, I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> um, right. How have you been able to balance this with your yoga business? Because you did mention, you know, balancing your personal development time, taking time for reading and training your team and following up with people. And this isn't your only business. So how are you able to balance that with all the other business things that you have going on and with being a mom? So I mean, there's only so many hours in the day and it sounds like you have a lot of them already spoken for. 
Yeah, that's really, really coming up for me more and more with my family uh, and having a young one because there's no lack of um, inspiration, authenticity, and drive on my end. It's addressing, like you said, those hours. And one is, um, you know, calling in and receiving support and help. So on the Hufiogini side, there are beautiful hearts in my life who feel called to the program and who are integral. One is Shani, I call her the Hufiogini admin guru. Some may call her um, an assistant, um, but Shani is like steadfast. She's a practitioner of Hufiogini herself. She's out there teaching. She loves the program and she assists with with um, communications, the recurring communications that happen in our online teacher training program. And she does, uh, she's amazing. And then a woman named Heather who um, does the social media for Hufiokini and is out there as the affiliate manager when we launch our teacher trainings and is now doing some PR. So really um, calling out for those type of people and for me, embracing them and letting them help, letting them help me letting them help the business and letting them what I love is helping women in particular step into their leadership space. So um, that's exciting too, to like, hey, please like here, here's the baton, like go for it and, and do you and be you and be brilliant with doTERRA. When I hear you say balance, I'm like, does that actually exist? I have to say um, it right now, doTERRA is just, launch so big in my in my life and with the growth of my team that it is more of my focus right now however because the online teacher training is in its second session and we did all of the auto or most of the automation setup in the first session um I'm, we're reaping i'm reaping the rewards of that that um investment in automation with how the course is delivered in our content management system which i'm sure you'll you have calls or you know would talk to people about that in another mm -hmm. call uh and so that feels really really good there's actually less for me to do around that we also have master trainers in the hupiokini program so those are People who have gone through the training, they're actually teaching, um, they're skilled in other group fitness or yoga modalities. They're amazing. Right now, all women supporting the training as mentors. So um, let people help you get your program automated. That creates more space. Uh, what we're doing now is we're calling in household support. Um, my high hours of productivity and clarity are pretty much 7 a.m. to noon. And so we decided this week, uh, I got my husband on board, that um, we're, we're getting some household child care help at least three days of the week. Um, and that was big for us uh, because, one, we are, are hands-on parents and we want to be in, you know, we want to raise our kid and, and our kids. Like my daughter's, my other daughter's 15, so she's, you know, more independent. However, um, the little one needs more time. So getting some help in the household will allow me to um, be more present with my family and my team. Um, finally, doTERRA is based on the success, is based on duplication. So calling in leaders like myself who are you know, at my level of dedication or, or higher. And um, with the excellent training resources available, we duplicate ourselves. And so we build um, or assist in, in creating empowered uh, builders like ourselves so that we're not taking on the entire lineage of our team because that's not sustainable. It yeah. sounds like you made a really big mindset shift somewhere along the way to release a lot of the natural inclination that we have as business owners to do everything ourselves just to make sure it gets done right and to have our hands in every single thing that's going on. Was that a difficult transition for you? Because I know that's something a lot of people really struggle with <laughs> giving up some of the control in their business and in other areas of their life. Well, it's definitely a mindset that I am still mindful about. Um, the belief system that I have to do it all myself or I have to do it all myself for it to be a worthy success. And so I don't feel like a grasping thing around it, like mine, 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 mine. It's just more like releasing the belief system that if I didn't do myself, then, you know, then it's not really worthy. 
So that I'm still undergoing because I realized that there's more, there's more to be released um, to make, create more efficiency and, and joy for everyone really. So one, I'm still um, peeling off the layers, but I think being a highly creative person um, and realize, you know, I can't do it all myself. It's, it's just, I have to, I have to let go. So yes, um, there's some things that you just have to do yourself, especially if you're a content creator, like me, like no one else could codify Hoopiogini. Like I had to actually sit down and do the steer a thing, but allow the channel to be open and to flow. Um, but now like, yes, I noticed that you have content creation services and I'm like, yeah, I think I need to hire 42yogis.com <laughs> um, to assist with the ongoing email communications. I don't know if you do that, but that's my dream. Like, I'm like, every day, I'm like, what else can I let go of? Because if I'm trying to do it all, um, it, it, obviously, that's not going to happen. It creates frustration in my day, which keeps me from being present with my family. And if I'm not mindful, it can um, create a false sense of... Um, uh, it can affect my self-esteem. So, yeah, that's where the yoga practice comes in handy, watching all that stuff. Yeah, oh, yes, I'm sure. And I think, at least in, in my case, I don't know if it's the same way for you, but when I try to stop doing every single thing myself, the things that I am doing, I'm doing way better. <laughs> mm-hmm, yes. Staying in the realm of genius, and that happened probably last year where I had to really, really get clear with myself about some things. Like, my realm of genius is in receiving, one of them is, like, distilling ancient wisdom into um, morsels of greatness for modern women. Um, that's, like, where Hoop Yogini comes in. It's, like, really, and it is rooted in the sutras, and it, it does involve a hula hoop. <laughs> but the hula hoop is really friendly and benign and makes the f philosophy um more palpable so i love that so hula hooping has never been something that i've actually been able to do <laughs> and i don't know why that is but i've just never been able to pull it off and i've spent a lot of time um actually looking at hoop yogini and looking at your teacher training. And I wanted to ask you, when did you decide to start doing a teacher training? Because that sounds like a really big shift in your business. And like, yeah. it's a good way for you to expand your reach, but also your profitability. Mm -hmm. Well, about in 2008, um, that's when I started my hoop dance practice. And I was actually completing a yoga therapy training, Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, which is amazing. I recommend it for anyone and everyone. And my mentor at the time, uh, I, I we had a weekly call and I had a daily sadhana. And in addition to my hatha and pranayama practice, I had a three-hour hoop dance practice daily. Um, that's when I had one child and she was, <laughs> she was in <laughs> elementary school and I worked at a gym. So I had access to the group fitness rooms and all the mirrors and that was pretty exciting. So I convinced my mentor that um, my hoop practice was my spiritual practice, which it was, and I was completely dedicated to it. And once she got the okay, she was like, go for it, Jocelyn. So that really allowed the holism to come in with the curriculum at the same time I was the director of teacher training for a hoop dance company um, that has a global reach and is focused on hoop fitness so I was able to um, dive into pedagogy and really how to deliver a curriculum that unfolds in a way that supports different learning styles that really spoke to me uh, I realized and my strengths as a teacher, as a leader, as a coach, and got to develop that more. I was traveling around the world at a time in America where, you know, there is, you know, all the collapse with the money and the banks and the financial institutions. Um, I was traveling around the world, making money, teaching adults how to teach hoop dance. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> very interesting. Um, and so that that, that really helped me develop um, a lot of skills and see how a company works. And in 2011, um, I 
I had separated from my marriage at that, the lovely man I was married to at that time. And I went to live in Big Sur, which is a special place in my life. Mm, um, I, I love Big going- Sur. Isn't it magical? <laughs> it's absolutely breathtaking. It's, it's like there's this whole extra, I don't, I don't know what to call it. There's this extraness about Big Sur. Yeah. It's majestic. It's so powerful. And so that's a place that's been in my life for many, many years, including I was an artist in residence at the Esalen Institute. And when I went back to Big Sur and landed on a mountain, uh, I was also teaching at Esalen and had the opportunity to be in the space where all these like amazing, um, what do I want to call it? Uh, human development leaders came through. So I was able to tap through their lineage, like Gabrielle Roth and um, Huxley and even um, Milton Traeger developed his programs at Esalen. So trying to make a longer story short, uh, having access to that lineage, being on a mountain, going through some deep healing, uh, I sat down and channeled what I'd been teaching. So I was already teaching it, but I was like, what makes this unique? And so I sat down and um, it was about six months of going through, like having it done in the ether and going through like my thought forms and belief systems about, could I do this? Am I doing this? And then it only took a week to actually write it. (laughs) So so just sit down and do it. Uh, And then a couple of years, and then I I launched the teacher training. Um, So that was in 2011. A couple of years ago, I decided, oh, and in that time, I was watching Marie Forleo. I was in um, Marie Forleo's online business school. I was watching these women just really kick butt sharing their message online. And so I was doing a lot of self-study about online marketing and getting more clear on how I wanted to do things, what I wanted to offer. And so I came to Bali almost three years ago to film the curriculum for the online teacher training. And uh, so, and then on January 27th, 2015, that's when the online e-commerce site launched with a seven day or seven week self-care program. That's not a teacher training. It's a personal practice uh, that helps you develop a a daily hoop yogini practice that moves your spine to your full range of motion. It's called Connect to Your Power. And then a few months later we launched the online teacher training. So it's definitely been um, a process of big unfolding. Something I really love about your teacher training, and some people probably have mixed feelings about this, but I love that it's online. I love that it's something that people can do no matter where they are in the world. And I also really love that it's not yoga alliance because mm. there's this belief that's just driving me crazy that in order to be a good yoga teacher, in order to have a yoga teacher training, it has to be yoga alliance. And that's not true. (laughs) And programs like yours are helping to really bust that myth. And yoga alliance is not yoga accreditation, even though it acts like it. And I think your program, uh, from what I've been reading about it, is so encompassing and more in-depth than what you get from a traditional 200-hour Yoga Alliance teacher training. And I think it's a really powerful statement that you're putting out there that, you know, we can go against the grain and we can go against what is acceptable and, quote, expected in the yoga industry impacting people's lives. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I didn't consciously take that on, but I feel the, you know, going back to the authenticity piece, which I suppose is needed when once is, you know, one is bringing in something like hula hooping and yoga Mm -hmm. um, to just firmly believe and to see the results that your practice and your teachings or your sharing of the teachings have on other people and and, um, not let any, not, not let accreditation through yoga alliance stop you i feel like i need to confess i've never i've been teaching i've started my hatha yoga practice in 1997 i started teaching yoga before having a teacher training in yoga because when i had a practice and two i was already a massage therapist and teaching anatomy and physiology so it was just like the components were there um so i've never actually given yoga alliance any money um and I don't, I, I, is that okay? That's okay to say. <laughs> I think it's wonderful because there's this 
permeating belief that's just driving me absolutely bonkers that, oh, well, you, you can't get hired if you didn't do yoga, t- yoga alliance training. Like, that's bullshit, because a lot of these trainings are complete crap. And they're turning out crappy teachers. And I would much rather see more programs like yours where it's focused more on you've got the yoga, you've got movement, you have spirituality, you have the complete opposite of what a lot of those yoga lines trainings are. And I think that's what we need more of. I mean, who cares if it's accredited, if it's good, if it's spiritual, if people are learning how to teach yoga safely, which is for me the yeah, biggest thing. Important. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And actually, no one's ever asked me if I was Yoga Alliance, you know, when I was out there teaching, um, you, you know, in, in studios, uh, no one ever said, uh, Jocelyn, are you a 200-hour RYT with Yoga Alliance? And so I don't know if that's just because that was almost, that was like a decade ago. Um, I guess I need to get current on what people are being asked these days in yoga studios. But what I... In my teacher training, we have a component called Get Out There. It's a marketing module. And, you know, I'm like, show up with, we, 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 have, uh, we have a media proof now, you know, and we have show up with your uh, insurance. Like when you're, if you're doing cold calls or emailing, which I don't really recommend that much. I feel there's less than six degrees of separation and we can always find an introduction or go make one and create a connection ourselves. However, if you are sending an email to the director of programs, like include that you're insured, include that you went through this amazing teacher training, include your additional skills and what you're passionate about in a succinct email. Don't like go and write a novel. (laughs) Um, But I think just showing up saying I'm insured, I'm educated, I'm experienced, I'm passionate. uh, I think that speaks volumes. So do I. I'm I'm so there with you. I think it's the experience and the professionalism that matter more than, oh, yeah, you paid Yoga Alliance $55 to get that stamp. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But absolutely mm-hmm. love that. And I think we need more people who are willing to stay, to step out and say, you know what? It's good. My teachers know what they're doing. They're teaching yoga safely. I think that's far more important. Yeah. I, I love that you're doing that. Thank you. And, you know, at the moment we're figuring this out um, because the primary, the, a big feedback that we've received is that the women or the people who have gone through the teacher training, uh, a lot of them coming to my course are, are hoopers. You know, I've put it out there to attract more yoginis who want to, one, uh, explore another modality, but also help themselves stand out. Because right now I just feel like everyone's a yoga teacher and everyone's mm-hmm. a coach these days. Yep. <laughs> like, but not everyone's teaching hoop yogini yet. Uh, and so what I found when I was in DC teaching, um, having a specialization, I taught hoop yogini or before it was hoop yogini and I taught uh, prenatal yoga. And, and that's where my authentic interest uh, was when I tried to like be a vinyasa teacher <laughs> it didn't work for me primarily because that wasn't my practice anymore mm-hmm. but um I digress so hold on let me have a moment to there is something I was going to say about teaching I'm having a mommy brain moment no worries <laughs> okay but it was something important I want it back maybe it'll drop back in later and I can circle around yeah it's not coming through, but do you, do you want to remind me, Yasme, of what? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. What I was going to share is that we are figuring out um, how to make this a dual Hatha yoga and Hoop Yogini training because the people who are coming to the training are primarily Hoopers and they're finding that they are inspired when they have to have a, a yoga practice in order to get certified to teach Hoop Yogini. And they uh, are wanting to then do a yoga teacher training. So when they do the yoga teacher training, they find that they're leaps ahead of the learning curve with the other students. And mm-hmm. we consistently receive feedback of how prepared they were uh, for their 200-hour RYT. And that allowed them to go deeper because of Kupiokini training. We've also had two women thus far do their uh, 200 RYT along with the Hupiogini training. And um, one of them said that the Hupiogini training was deeper. Oh, I'm not surprised by that at all. 
So I think there's a lot of um, a lot of overlap from the types of people that you're attracting with hooping and then going forth into yoga. But do you have to be a hooper in order to do it? So I mean, what if someone's just had a strong yoga practice and they've never hooped before? Yeah, actually, that that person is like almost ideal because they um, have already they already have a hatha practice. I presume they already have an interaction with the yoga sutras, which is what our our curriculum is based on. Um, they've had direct experiential anatomy uh, training. It's really about teaching the steps then, which is how to get someone to hula hoop. That's the mechanics. To me, teaching the steps are easy. It's delivering them uh, with eloquence, with that safety, with authenticity. That's the part that has to be developed. So, uh, and another thing is that I think a lot of people think that hoop yogini is all about hooping on the waist. We actually have postures where the hoop is used in the hand, similar to a resistance band or a yoga ball or strap. So it's just another assisting tool. And uh, we incorporate the hoop as an assist for uh, postures like Tadasana, like, um, let's see here, Virabhadrasana series, um, Riksasana, you know, tree pose. And we have just so many um, beautiful ways to, that incorporate the hoop. One, to uh, create stability, but also because the spine with our brain is, you know, that creates our central nervous system, our HQ, and it is the portal for the kundalini energy to ascend. We have a, a focus on spinal health and mobility. So the circular nature of the hoop allows for a, um, a very natural, organic way for your body to move. And that also brings in the feminine. It brings in the fluidity and the inspiration and the sensuality. So for some people, you know, at some point I found I stopped going to Hatha classes because I'm at some point I just the Shakti flows and I'm going to end up doing my own thing. And for me, um, you know, I, I wanted to be quote unquote respectful or mindful of the teacher, you know, or if I go to the class, I'll just go in the back so I can take my breaths as long as I want and I can dance my warriors and all of that uh but the hoop brings in that natural um allows that expression of the yin to really come out along with the expression of the yang the stira through the discipline of the practice which is my my message is move your spine every day to its full range of motion um if you don't move it you lose it and um, with this movement, along with the breath and finding yourself rooted in the center of your personal universe, which you can experience when you're standing inside the hoop, you can find your centered pose, um, your quality of life will be greatly improved. You'll connect with your intuition. You'll go into a meditative space. We go, actually go through a kosha experience without saying that we're going through the koshas, but we go from the anamana kosha all the way, I'm sorry, to the, um, yeah, to the, from the the body, the flesh body, all the way to the bliss body through this practice. And um, who doesn't want to move in life in their center, connected as much as they can be to their heart and to the universe? So. I think we could all benefit from doing a little <laughs> bit more of that. <laughs> so to answer your question, you could be a hoop yogini today, Esme. You do not have to have experience hula hooping. Um, once you get those core foundational poses, which I call the spinal awakening series, AKA SAS, uh, it's all about you developing your centered pose. And once you move through those, which is our warm up, as well as its own standalone practice, that leads you into the dynamic postures where the hoop is on the waist, waist. We call that flow from the core. And from the core, after developing your centered pose, you learn how to move in life. Uh, with more ease and grace because the hoop represents change it represents challenge it represents the life cycle it represents life and so from your centered pose you can move in the hoop and with life with more grace because you've developed that your your inner connection to your center that sounds amazing I and mean, we all need a little bit more grace and I think the ability to take that into other parts of our life is going to be a really 
a really unique way of people to embrace hoop yogini instead of just, well, this is what I am doing. And then when you're not doing your practice, it is completely yeah. different, which is how a lot of people approach yoga as a whole. It's just, oh, I'm doing this for fitness and then I'm going away and there is no carryover. Mm-hmm. Or even as teachers, we can have that, that can be present. So, so true. Um, <laughs> But the holism, it is really, I mean, yoga is a cessation of the fluctuations of the mind stuff, which is not just when you're in your asana or meditation. Like, what is that like moving through your life uh, without that clutter? Well, you know, even if a person's not in, interested in enlightenment or, or moksha, how about just having a reprieve in the head, in the dome? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. think, I think like that is just a gift in itself um, to anyone. So totally, totally agree with that. And I just looked at the clock and we've been going longer than I expected. I'm sorry. I know that you have a busy day ahead. It's no problem. So I just have a couple questions before we go and I'm trying to keep them quick. Okay. I'll Um, try to respond succinctly. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Is there a particular business book that you have found that has really been helpful in changing the way that you have done business over the years? Well, one that is impactful that I'm reading right now is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And it's really about those small daily disciplines that accumulate over time and they create maximum results. And it works for us either way. We can, if we do them, they create, you know, positive results. And if we don't do them, then they work too on the other side. So, you know, do your practice every day and everything is coming so that, you know, that's wisdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the slight edge affects every aspect of our life, whether it's like reading 10 to 15 minutes of personal development material a day, like over the year, you've read thousands of pages. Um, And then it works in the business of doing those daily consistent actions, like those daily disciplines I mentioned that doTERRA offers, which helps to create focus and build a team um, for, you know, spending 20 minutes at least a day with focus time with my teenager in the midst of a busy day, in the midst of like internet taking our, our attention, that 20 minutes is going to ideally accumulate to more heartful connection. You know, it's also another discipline is calling my mom just about every day because that's what she asked me to do. And that makes her feel really good. So that fuels our relationship. So I really like The Slight Edge because it's, it's a business book, but it's, it's about um, an overall bountiful life. Uh, it sounds like a great book. I'm going to have to put it on my, my list for Kindle, and um, I'll definitely put it in the show notes as well. So everybody listening can just go get the link and hop over and grab it if they're interested. And... One last question before we wind up. What is something that you wish you knew when you started in business that would have it made things either go faster, it maybe would have saved you some headaches, maybe it would have helped you with your focus? Um, uh, well, one, a couple of things is know your realm of genius and um, so that you're you're doing what not just easy, but where you have the most flow and impact and attract to you those people who their realm of genius is going to, it's not yours per se, you know? So if it's the tech person, I know a lot of people are building their own websites these days and I admire that. I personally don't have the time to do that. So finding the tech person where their realm of genius is in details and problem solving and understanding code, um, uh, finding an assistant even, you know, I know that, when we're starting a new business, it's like, well, I don't, have, you know, you don't maybe don't have the funds, um, but I think we always find a way to get things done that we really want to do. So can you enroll someone, a friend to assist you? Can you do an internship? Can you do a trade? I highly re- recommend getting an assistant. It's not a luxurious thing. It's like a necessity. Um, I would have uh, earned more. I would have um, brought in other people's money. <laughs> I used my money. <laughs> and that at the time that created some limitation because I only had so much at certain times. I was a single mom when I really launched Hoop Yogini. So that was sometimes frustrating because I had, I could see the vision, but I didn't always have the resources. So if you can 
um, you know, apply for grants, do a crowdfunding and bring in some money that way because it's expensive to start a business. I highly recommend that you avoid going into debt to do that if you can. It's finding the path of ease. Bali initiated me to that. I come from a very, a very progressive, accomplished family. And it, as, as much as I love that, it can create a heightened vibration of ambition in, my, in the field. And I, I know personally, watching my elders move through many great things in their life, that if that's not addressed, it can create dis-ease. Um, and and uh, so stepping on the path of ease in Bali. If you haven't come to Bali yet, I invite you to do that. Uh, she initiated me to the path of ease about four years ago. Um, initiated means like get on this path or else. <laughs> <laughs> so keep those callings that the universe presents to you. That is such good advice and a beautiful, beautiful note to end on. Where can people find more information about you? Well, they, you can go to hoopyogini.com and learn more about our programs. And there's an About Jocelyn page. There's also find the teacher page so you can find teachers in your community. And again, I invite you to the Connect to Your Power seven week self-care course. And that's a great way to get started with Hoop Yogini and to connect with your, your power as the title suggests essentialprosperityportal.com. Thank you, Yasme, for setting up that, that landing page. You're very and, welcome. And I'm excited to go deeper um, with you and in, in the programs your company offers to, to help really anchor that in. And on essentialprosperityportal.com, you'll be invited to my weekly global calls um, that include the guided meditations with the oils, essential oils education, and leadership training for my team. So you can stay on the full call or you can do uh, just a portion of it. And I certainly invite you to uh, join my doTERRA team if you want to create a more sustainable income and help more people in your life with these plant allies. And you can email me at empowered or empowered at essentialprosperityportal.com for that. And then jocelyngordon.com, which gives a bit more insight into Bhakti Bogi and my experience teaching um, on the festival circuit. It's kind of more like a resume. And uh, again, I'm, I'm happy to know about 42 Yogis so that I can have the brand update that that website requires. So oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, that's so nice of you to say. All right, so I'm going to link to all of those links in the show notes. Those are going to be over at 42yogis.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been great for me. A great way to start my day. Thank you, Yasmin.